Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show you that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're glad you joined us here for the conversation as we're challenged from the book of 1 Samuel to let God lead. Now let's hear what Kurt has to say. And welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. We're joining a very frightened Saul today. How sad, really, to think of Saul's life. It's about to end. We're going to see that it's this battle uh, that will be the uh, the end of Saul's life. And uh, what what a what a sad life, John. It was. He had every opportunity as the first king of Israel to, and he started off so well that first year to really set the tone. And yet he failed and failed and failed. And now at the end of his life, no repentance, uh, no biblical remorse, no turning to God, still a manipulator, and things go from bad to worse. You know, you're right, Pastor. I, last episode, you talked about how that, you know, what happens when God does not speak with Saul. And Saul should have repented, but Saul didn't do that. Saul just continues on with his own devices. And it really is a sad ending to a man who had all the potential, all the potential in the world and yet he just did not follow God faithfully. And because he did not follow God faithfully, he continues now to spiral downward. And we're going to find some very sad things in this chapter. He's not getting an answer from God. And instead of looking inward and asking the, the humble question, why? Which is clearly your own disobedience, Saul. He just continues to try to find some window to climb through, some back door to enter through. And we find that in verse number seven. So if you have your Bible and can follow along, we're in chapter 28 in verse seven. Then said Saul unto his servants, seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself, put on other raiment, And he went and two men with him and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. So already we find that the situation is fraught with deceit. Saul in his heart of hearts knows that this is an improper way to approach God. Uh, Earlier at a better time in his life, he put away the familiar spirits So he knows that this is not a God-ordained methodology. I think that the fact that he he disguises himself and goes at night further underscores that Saul knows that what he's doing is wrong. You know, it's amazing what the human mind can rationalize away whenever we feel like we need to do something in a pinch to help ourselves out. And what, so you mentioned it, Pastor. Saul knows this is wrong. This is no, this is no surprise to him that this should not be happening. I, I kind of chuckle sometimes when I see that Saul disguises himself. I mean, we know that Saul was head and shoulders taller than people in Israel. I mean, Saul was not your average-looking guy. Good point. Good point. <laughs> he disguises himself. He goes this woman, hoping she's not going to recognize who he is. That would be a good message maybe for one of you Bible study teachers out there just to go through the places in the Bible where people try to disguise themselves, whether it was uh, Jeroboam uh, or whether it was um, Jacob, 
disguising himself or hear uh, Saul. It just never works. And you think about in our own lives, when you're when you're trying to hide, when you're trying to do things in the dark, it's never you're never doing anything that's good, are you? No, you sure sure are not. You know, truth doesn't mind. Truth loves the light. It's sin that loves darkness. Mm, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And this is a verse that certainly underscores that principle. Look at verse number nine. The woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off all those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? How ironic. You know, do you think that the woman knew that this was Saul? Perhaps. But she says, well, you're asking me to do something that's against the law. You know, Saul has forbidden, you know, so why are you asking me to do something? You're asking me to risk my life here, uh, stranger. W- what are you asking me to do? That's a great observation, Pastor. And it does. there is a hint here that the woman, you know, does recognize. We can't be dogmatic about that. But it is interesting what she says to Saul. And really, Saul for sure knows who he is. And what she says to Saul should make him stop and think, this is not right. I, I can't continue on with this, but it doesn't stop him in the least. I call this the clarifying word of God. When we manipulate and we hide, we put on the costume and we want to get away with our sin, it seems as if before the moment of final, you know, no, no return, the crossing of the Rubicon, it seems like God always asks a clarifying question. You know, well, you know, do you really want to do this? This is against the law. It, like when Jacob stood in front of Isaac with the getup and the disguise, and Isaac looked at him. Of course, he, he didn't see him. He was blind. But, but Isaac said to him, uh, who art thou, my son? You know, who are you? So it's a clarifying word. Do you really want to go through with this? I think the Holy Spirit does that masterfully in our lives when we kind of put on the disguise and uh, try to get away with our, our own carnal desire. I think in the moment uh, before, be, before the, the, the consummation of sin, God asks that clarifying question. You really want to do this? You're exactly right, pastors. The Holy Spirit will prick our hearts. Reminds me in some ways of 1 Corinthians 10, 13, how that God always gives us a way of escape with every temptation. We don't have to succumb to temptation. And I think one of those ways of escapes is what you're talking about, where God will ask a, a clarifying question. It could be by somebody who's not even like this one. She's not a man of God, a, wo- a woman of God. She's not a prophet. And yet she asked this question that should have pricked Saul's heart. And in our life, as we're going to go down the road of sin, God many times will bring people into our lives or the Holy Spirit for sure will prick our hearts and we need to pay attention and not make the wrong decisions. It takes away all of <clears throat> Saul's wiggle room. Saul is not going to be able to go back to this situation and say, well, you know, I just didn't really know. No, by bringing this, this clarifying question to bear, really what God is forcing Saul to do is you're making a choice of rebellion with your eyes wide open. Yeah, Saul sh- certainly is doing that. And it, it is very interesting, the question the woman asked, uh, because what she asked is exactly what should have got his attention, 
but it does not. And it reminds me of our heart when we are drawn away by our lust, how that that can be such a strong desire that we don't give heed to what should be a rational thought and should detour us. And that is exactly where Saul's in his thinking. Is it not interesting that at the end of Saul's life, where he's desperate to hear from God, through this woman, the Lord kind of reminds Saul, Saul, this is not who you were. Saul, remember those early days when you loved me? Remember those early days when you did what was right? Remember that? This Saul is not that Saul. And that's a sad thing to look down memory lane and realize I'm not where I need to be. And I can't believe I'm sitting in a witch's house in a disguise at night. How did I get here? That's a great question for Saul to ask himself. And he is one example of many that we know throughout Scripture, Pastor, where God shows a stark contrast between people who at one time followed him, but follow him no more. And it reminds us that as people of God that we have got to day by day yield to God, die to self, follow Christ, be a true disciple of Christ, and not allow Satan to get an inch in our lives. Because if he does that, you know, if the camel gets his nose in the door, so to speak, soon the whole body's going to be in there. And we will end up in places like Saul here, we never, ever thought we would be. Mm. Well, Saul didn't uh, respond correctly, properly, humbly. Because the Bible says in verse 10, and Saul sware to her by the Lord. It's interesting that Jacob did the same thing. I swear to you, dad, by the word of the Lord that I'm telling the truth. But when people need to add an oath to their word, they're lying. Let your yea be yea, as you said, and your nay, nay. So Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. For she realizes after she calls up Samuel. I know some uh, Bible commentators would say, well, you know, a familiar spirit really can't bring up the dead. And and that may be true, but but God the scripture plainly says here that Samuel appeared. And I have I have no reason to disbelieve what the scripture plainly says. The point here is that the woman now realizes what's going on. This is Saul that's asking this and Samuel the prophet and she is not walking with God. She is a consultor of familiar spirits. So she is in over her head right now, both physically, this is the king, and spiritually, this is Samuel. You know, I think one of the reasons why the woman responds as she does is because she realizes this, this truly is Samuel. You know, this is not some game she's playing. This really is Samuel who has come back now from the dead. And that really gets her attention. And as you mentioned, Pastor, some people say that it really wasn't Samuel. But the Bible does say that it was. But this does not mean that going to astrologists, going to using Ouija boards or a psychic, that those are, no, that, that doesn't approve those at all. God is working in an unusual way here. And the message Saul's going to get is not a message he wants. Uh, it's, but we, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But God works in an unusual way here, and God has the freedom to do that in Saul's life. He certainly does. The Bible says in verse 13, And the king said unto her, Be not afraid. What sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. 
And he said unto her, what, what form is he of? And, he, and she said, an, an old man cometh up. He's covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived, excuse me a second, my phone's ringing here, folks. That might be a podcast first right there. I always try to shut my phone off when I'm recording, and today I didn't do that, so forgive me. But um, there we go. That won't bother us again. But, uh, you know, what, what's very interesting here is that Saul recognized the, recognizes the description. The woman said, these important judge-like being, and he's wearing a mantle. And Saul said, yeah, that, that's Samuel. That's, that, that's one I'm, I, I want to talk to. Yeah, Saul knows for sure that now God has sent Samuel to him. You know, and it is, it is going to be a sad scenario moving forward, what Samuel does say. But Saul, Saul says, hey, I got my wish now. Samuel is going to speak to me. And now I want to have a word from God through Samuel to see what the message is. Yeah. And interestingly, the Bible says that Saul stooped to the ground and bowed himself down. At the end of the day, Saul is in a desperate situation. And while he has rejected Samuel's counsel in his own life, and while the end of Saul's life was a time when he was incommunicado with Samuel, he, in his heart of hearts, misses that direction. Uh, that young man that so desperately needed to hear from God, and that man that was anointed by Samuel, his mind is going back to those early years. But why, how did I get into such a complex situation? Well, pride and sin day by year uh, in Saul's life has created this, this scenario. You know, I think of the whole scenario that got Saul to this point is the Philistines attacking him. The Philistines are here and the Philistines have been, you know, a, a present throughout Saul's reign. We've seen them time and again where God has used the Philistines uh, in the kingdom of Israel, for the example, to save David's life on one occasion. But, you know, I have to wonder if Saul would have followed God faithfully in his life if by the time of the end of his reign, if he would have had problems with the Philistines. Uh, I, I don't know, obviously, the answer to that question, but I do know that God kept the Philistines as one of their enemies at their side because Saul does not follow God. And now at the end of Saul's life, enemies coming back again, an enemy that very well could have been vanquished if Saul would have been following God like David's going to follow God and vanquish the Philistines, but Saul never does that. Yeah, and I think the same thing could be said for the Amalekites, mm -hmm. who should have been destroyed by now, and the Philistines are going to pester Saul uh, to the point of his death, and the Amalekites are going to knock on the back door of David. And so these enemies that should not have been there, that should not have the power they have, are now having sway in the lives of God's people because they did not obey when they could have obeyed. It reminds me of, you know, Joshua and then particularly the time of the judges, how the time of the judges, we find the first couple of chapters, they're supposed to drive the people out of the land. They don't do that. And so God says, I'm going to leave them in the land then. And they're going to be in there to try you. God's going to use enemies, Israel, Israel's enemies to help them get back right with God and they go away from God. And to a great degree right now, God's going to use the Philistines to judge his people Israel because they have not been following God. A lot of them haven't, just as their king has not. You know, it's a time-honored principle that I think we all need to be aware of, and that is the sin that you think, the enemy 
that you think that you can tolerate today, uh, that you feel that you have power over today, will one day be your demise. And that's what happened here in the life of Saul and what a sad, sad life it was. We're going to stop there uh, before Samuel and Saul actually have their conversation. But uh, hey, let's take that to heart today. You know, what is it right now that you're not dealing with? What is it right now that you're allowing to linger in your life? Hey, humbly, repentantly deal with that situation before you face a desperate situation like that of Saul. Hope that helps. Hope you have a great day today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.